Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the hosts of the What Do You Say Anime podcast nominate and vote on shows either we haven't seen or shows that hopefully lead to a great discussion. On today's episode, the Yomus of the What Do You Say Anime podcast will be reviewing the 2013 anime Beyond the Boundary. Let's meet today's fetishist. Making his return from the boundary, aka New England, we got Jay. Jay, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. Um, yeah. That's all I really got to say right now. <laughs> I'm glad it's going well. Next up, he's got a thing for muscly chicks. We got Johnny. Johnny, how's it going? No, I don't. Why are you just blatantly lying? What? <laughs> the, best thing about, the best thing about lore is you just Blatant make it up. lies. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's part of the lore now. Um, our first moderator of the night. You can't spell art without two-thirds of NTR. And he has a minor fetish for mind break. We got Miles. Miles, how's it going? Yeah, it's going great. Um, You know... I, I would just like to apologize to everyone for this one, but we'll, we'll get into that later. And we got Pat. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm alive. I uh, I have returned from work and, and play and Anime Expo Alive and ready to uh, yomu it up. Yeah, that's... Uh, wow, off to a hot start with that one. Uh, but yeah, so we're here to talk about Beyond the Boundary, which was a... Kyoto Animation Show from God, why did my sheet vanish on me? I believe it was 2016? 2013. I only 2013. said it in my introduction. Well, you know, Pete, sometimes I, I don't listen to you talk. I gotta be honest. Um, I don't either. It's okay. <laughs> nice water bottle, by the way, Pete. Thank for, you. For, uh, but yeah, so there we go. 2013 Kyoto Animation Show Beyond the Boundary. Uh, nominated by Miles. Yes, we are going to shame Miles all throughout it for nominating the show. Sourced by Light Novel. Why don't we get off our first impressions and first first thoughts? Uh, Pete, why don't you start us off? Yeah, a uh, lot of hype going into this. Uh, Kyoto Animation is known for its quality and its animation and normally picking and choosing what it wants to do. Uh, to me, I thought this was probably one of the worst Kyoto Animation shows that I've seen. But that being said, I don't think... It was as bad as I think the other people are going to get into it. The first few episodes were a little confusing, especially episode one into episode two, where we have this big old battle and then into them being in a literature club it was a little out of, I don't know, the pacing was just a little weird. And throughout the show, the pacing was a little weird, but for the most part, I enjoyed the show and I would recommend it to people looking for a fun show, not a good show, a fun show. Fair. Alrighty. Uh, Miles, what about you? Yeah. Well, I didn't... I really think the first couple episodes were confusing. Um, I just sort of... I If you read the, I don't know, the description of the show, which I did because I nominated this, it sort of just explains the first bit and into the second bit. Um, so that's, that's probably why I didn't have any confusion with it. Um, I don't know. The show wasn't great. I don't I don't think I'd recommend it to anyone, um, really. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Jay, Jay, what about you? <laughs> uh, so, first impressions of the show, I thought that I'm the only one here who watched the uh, episode zero as it was presented on High Dive, mostly because that was just how High Dive decided to play them. Instead of having it listed as its own OVA, it's listed as a separate episode. But I digress. So I watched that, and it felt, it was started off with, like, three years ago, and it felt like the most cold of cold fucking openings that has ever happened in an anime for me, personally. Oh, I was that's just very, why you said that! I was just very <laughs> confused at what was going on the entire time, and as they met this guy, I was like, like, I actually thought, like, they introduced, like, the main villain of the plot, but don't really talk about him. They introduced, like, the cursed blood aspect, because, like, the first time where they fight our guy, when he goes in, he goes into his Yomu form, and the only way they're able to get him out is they throw, like, a capsule of the cursed blood at him, and it, like, gets him out of that. But they never, I don't think they ever explain, because, like, some ninja girl is the one who gives them the blood capsule. I don't know if that was his mom. Maybe it was her. But they never really explain who it was. And that's... That'll be my issue with a lot of the things in this show, is that they never re Like, I'm a believer in show, don't tell, but this is literally, like, all show, and the way they show you things doesn't tell you anything in this show. 
it's a lot of great eye candy on top of like it's it's gilded is what it is if you scratch at it there's just going to be tin underneath it looks real pretty but if you scratch at the surface of this anime there's just like copper or tin or some shitty metal underneath it and that's all I gotta say about it. Just turn your brain off and enjoy the visuals if you want it, want to. But there's other stuff you could watch from Kyo Anime, Kyo Animation, that like has great effects and also a decent story is the thing. So I wouldn't recommend this to anybody either, actually. Yeah, that's just scathing reviews so far. Uh, Johnny, what about you? I'm not gonna be as negative, you know. I don't know if you guys remember like the early 2010s around that era where essentially it was like. It was like fun. It was it was like kind of the era where it was cool to make fun of anime. Whereas like you would see all this stuff going on, these tropes that would just make you cringe. Like like you know the character that like wants to you know his sister, and also you know, the little like you know a lot of stuff like that. Where he was like it was cool to make fun of anime. So I think this show was kind of around the time and it's got a lot of those tropes. Uh, so, so like that part I mean I, I can say this show definitely feels dated from like the time kind of thing but you know I I personally found it was like it was a lot more enjoyable than I, I think the rest of these guys found it for me you know it doesn't really make a lot of sense after I think about it but you know like it action scenes were fine you know the character designs were pretty good just kill any you know I when I recommend this show I mean I would probably recommend it to someone that's like 12 years old because that's probably how old I was when this show came out so yeah there you go. All right. Um, I would agree with everyone else so far, except for Pete, uh, that this show underwhelmed me a lot. Um, I don't know. Again, the Kyoani tag is, it tends to be like a badge that most shows can wear with honor. And granted, the show was very pretty when it was trying to be and was very like uh, visually animated well. But I don't know. The, the plot didn't really stick with me. I, I like Johnny's analogy. Like, I, I don't know. This felt like something that was definitely not targeted for someone my age or someone with my like thinking level. You know what I mean? Like where like I was trying yeah. to like pick it apart. What? What? No. That. that, that well, that's. I mean that. Like not just, <laughs> just me. Paul, like, I'm people too in smart general. for this show. No. <laughs> that's what, what you just said. That's not what I meant. But yeah, sure. Well, maybe actually, yeah. I don't know. I. I like this. Feels like a show that when I was 13 or 14, I would have liked it, and then I would have looked back after the fact and been like, oh man. That really wasn't that good, was it? Um, I don't know, something else. That's different. Um, but yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I was trying to think of another show that, that, that fits the... I don't know, A Comic I Kill, maybe, is a good example of a show that like I loved when I was younger. And I thought about it, and I was like, that was very okay. You know, like, I just liked it because it was really flashy, and because the characters were, like, waifu bait, or the, you know... Ikitosin, Battle Vixens. So yeah, I don't know if I would recommend it either because again, if you're looking for Kyoto animation, you can find plenty of other shows that are a lot more uh compelling and worth your time. Uh and if you're looking for fantasy slice of night a slice of fantasy slice of life or supernatural, you can also look elsewhere and probably get something better. Uh so yeah, I would not recommend this series unless you're just trying to go like through all of Kyo Andy's backlog or something like that. But with that, spoiler-free section is over, so now we will have spoilers going forward for this series, which does matter, I would say, as well, so uh, keep that in mind. There is a plot to follow. Um, people die, sort of, um, in the show, and, and then they, uh, and that matters for the sake of the show. So yeah, uh, does anyone have a specific talking point that they would like to discuss first? Do we want to uh, bite the metaphorical bullet and then and just talk about how this show handles people having sexual fetishes? Or do we want to save that for the end? What's our I mean, I, to me, that's just like anime. I'm I just so, want I think it's I, on another level. I'm so desensitized to it at this point, it, I hardly notice it. Yeah, okay, so I think the first thing I want to just put in everybody's mind, just get you in the right mindset when we're discussing the plot of this show, is every time you think, huh, they didn't explain that. It could have, they could have explained it in a relatively short amount of time, but they didn't. Just remember, there was a seven and a half minute long idol sequence in episode seven. 
So every it, time you, you're like, man, they didn't explain anything. Just remember, was there was a seven and a half minute long idol sequence. I, mean, I thought were they was, gonna, Yeah, they shouldn't cut that though. That was, the best, best, that was the best scene in the entire show. Was it? Oh my god, <laughs> I thought that was genius. I'll meet you halfway. So they should have just made the entire show into a idol music video okay yeah uh that's a fair i think that's fair i think that we wouldn't have really lost any plot it... okay i'll, I'll just start... made the fetishes worse yeah no it would make it make more sense um i'll start with this before we delve into how the show handles those things oddly i feel like the show like several other shows that we've watched was very sort of confused on like what it was because sometimes it had these, you know, it has like these battle sequence and everything's like very melodramatic. And it's like, you caused the death of my sister. So I've come to get my revenge on you. And they're like fighting and it's like edgy and like kind of fun and everything. And then like the other half of the show is like. Slice of life isn't even the right word, um, but it, it feels like the plot of like some sort of etchy slice of life or something where. They're like, okay, now I need to go to my job at the pornography studio so that I can take yeah. scantily clad pictures of myself and sell them because I can't eat um, because I'm so poor. Which is like it's very played horrifying. As a joke. Yeah, it's played, as a, yeah. it's a played as a complete joke where it's like, ah, ah, ha, ha, she's in a maid outfit. Or, you want ah, to hear, hear a fun fact about that scene is that it's literally the inspiration for OnlyFans. Wait, really? What? Not at all. I just made that up. I was like, that's absolutely insane because there, I can think of so many other <laughs> motivations. Oh, that red, red the girlfriend inspired OnlyFans. Um, yeah, I just feel like there was so much stuff in this that, like, I, I just I didn't know why. Like, I don't know who of us have seen has seen Haruhi Suzumiya, but like. Harui has this mix between more serious stuff and the slice of life stuff, but there's a there's like a canonical reason for that and like why they do these things and like why they go along with the absurdity. It's all explained in universe um very clearly. And in this, I feel like whoever wrote this was just like, I want to write a light novel. What's a good light novel? Haruhi. Okay, we'll just throw in every element from it, and we won't worry about why. Also, I like Fate Stay Night, so we're going to have some battle scenes. This really feels like, uh, if you're familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that this is like the Kyoto Cinematic Universe, that two of their other shows got into a different dimension and then merged into one. Because this reminds me a lot of Chunibyo and Hioka together, except in Chunibyo, they actually are wizards. And that's kind of like what I was feeling like, because they look like Hi or Hioka characters and they act like Chunibyo characters. And I was just like, this is just these two shows merged together as one. And I was kind of fucking with it. What? So I, for me, I agree with the comments that. It's just so, it, it, the tone shifts, man. It just came out of nowhere too. They'd be sitting there like practically jerking off, and then suddenly they'd be like thrown into a life and death battle that was like animated in like a very serious and like like Miles said, like melodramatic way. And then they'd go right back. Literally, they'd cut scene and they'd be showering, or they'd be laughing it off, or they'd be uh, stomach grumbling because they can't afford dinner or something like. It, it just the it would and that or or they'd be feeling each other's hips or whatever or doing ciscon stuff it's just like ugh, there was so much of that just just they, they it didn't know what it wanted to be at times right like if and it's not like oh one episode's one way or one be, the beginning of the episode starts that way and then it becomes more lighthearted. it literally went back and forth constantly throughout the show see i disagree because we have like i mean they're teenage kids so, like, a school setting makes perfect sense. We have, like, the the doom and gloom on the horizon. We know, like, what's for coming. Like, what like how are you going to fill that gap, I guess? Like, do you just want, like, a training arc for this huge battle that's up and coming? Or do you want them to act like they're teenagers in, like, the setting that they're in? God, the issue that I have with it, Pete, is it... I, I think there's a world where you could, like, do this well, but I think the slice of life bits were just done bad. And so they feel maybe more jarring than they have to feel because 
at least for me, the humor landed rarely. Um, and it, it, the, they don't take the slice of life moments to like, you don't learn anything about anyone. It's just very surface level jokes and antics and stuff. We're not really, you know, you don't learn about these people in any way from this stuff. It seems completely superficial to me. And that's what made it bad, I think. Because I think the action sequences are, like, fine. I don't think they're, like, you know, they don't have to be anyone's cup or cup of tea or anything, but, like, they're animated well. I think they have, like, exciting hype moments. I think that's when we learn the most about the characters, when, you know, in between uh, well-animated fight sequences, they, like, talk or whatever. Um... And then they just, like, cut to... Like, what did we learn about any of the characters from the small subplot with the photo place? That he's a pervert? I don't know. I think you got, like, the introduced to I. You got introduced to uh, the nine-tailed fox lady. I forgot her name. Um, yeah, what did we learn about characters? Like, you can introduce those characters anywhere you want. You could have introduced them in a McDonald's if you wanted to. Like, you know. I think they just need like a setting for them to be together, and that's okay, so why, that's what they why, use. And that why did they pick underage softcore porn photography? That's now? that's uh, that's a huge problem that I don't get with the show. That Ayaka like th is the one's name, the nine toe fox. Yeah, like why why choose like an OnlyFans setup as like your comedy relief slice of life moments? That part I don't get, but. Like I, I understand like the the aspect of like them trying to create a scenario where they can all come together and like learn more about these like other yomus living in the flesh type of thing. But I agree the setting was weird and dumb and didn't make sense. But I think that's what they were trying to go for. According to the wiki, the Photoshop thing is an anime only thing. By the way, okay, so. I actually did wonder about this. This is I, I said this a few times. When I was... the, it says she just owns a traditional sweet shop in okay. the light novel. So to me, this felt like whoever was directing this or whoever was doing the adaptation or whatever, like, and I'm glad to hear that because it felt like they didn't have enough faith in what they were adapting. And they were just like, what do anime fans like? these sort of fan service made outfits and these antics and idol scenes and like some of that stuff probably happened in the light novel but like there was just so much of it it's seemingly random parts it felt like they used downtime to, and instead of having conversations that were like completely relevant to what they were doing they used that time for like what felt like kind of skits almost that didn't fit with the rest of the show that were there for for fan service, not even like showing skin fan service, but just like the traditional meaning of fan service things fans would like to see because they're anime fans and they like these things. I don't know if there are any other changes, Jay, but, um, man, holy shit. There's, and there's stuff that the movie adds to apparently. It's just like, God damn. Okay. I hate this. I hate it here. You know, I, I would be curious to know, um, like how much uh, uh, Himari talks about his sister in the light novel. Like I am positive he's a siscon in the light novel. I am curious if the absolutely insane amount of emphasis is put on it. It's just seemingly all the time. Because like, what else does does he and um, Akihito talk about other than? that one of them likes glasses and like one of them likes his sister, right? Like that. Don't forget. They also, he also puts his hands in that guy's armpits. Yeah. To stay yes. warm. Cause he yeah. needs to stay warm. Cause apparently like, the... he, does he put them like literally in his armpits? It's, his like, hips. I... it's like, he puts it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, think I, he did I, his, I think he did his armpits at one point. I thought I towards know. the end he did. Yeah. I don't know if I was like misremembered. I swear to God, like there was one scene where he just like, his fingers like went in his body. I, I, I'm probably remembering that wrong, but I swear I saw that. I think you're remembering yeah, that, that wrong. That might be well, the scene. That might be the scene when uh, maybe I'm Mirai's Mirai is homophobic, <laughs> which is very odd considering she wears trans rights colors the entire film. That's uh, yeah, that was that was some Discord lore where 
Jay misinterpreted a scene and was just <laughs> like, oh, I it's really weird they made me cry so homophobic out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What did you guys think about... Pete, these characters, you you definitely had to have liked some of them, but like oh, yeah. I am curious, like, do you think any of the parts of their arcs that you liked came from these slice of life moments that were directly tied to the action sequences? Uh I, I did enjoy like Mirai and Akihito's like like them getting like dinner and hanging out together and developing that relationship towards and then like how that like kind of paid off at the end where yeah. they they okay. got they got to like build each other up. And it kind of made them feel like the the ending more realistic of them like liking each other and figuring that out. And I liked, um, I kind of like Mitsuki uh, towards the end as well with their moments because at the in the beginning, actually throughout most of the show, that she's more of like the stone face, like, uh, like Baka hentai brother character. And towards the end, it, to me, it did feel like she was like breaking out of her shell because of these interactions. There were there's like a specific scene where it feels like it was like really irritating her when they were gonna go to the the festival, and that they 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 kept saying how it was like you have to bring like a date like this is for, like, couples and everything like that and she's like really upset by it and I I kind of like that scene where like it, she's not just like the stone cold face I think like she was like really influenced by her family to be like this warrior and that she can't be like this normal teenager that it seems like she kind of wanted to be and I like that through her character through these other moments that we had with her, because she really wasn't, like, an, a typical fighter. She threw, like, a lot of shields and stuff up, but she wasn't really a part of, like, the big action sequences and, like, a huge contributing factor. So, for those reasons, I kind of liked that. Also, I I loved I. She was such a fun character, especially in the idol uh, scene, where they, like, break apart, like, they Moses, their group, and then she's, like, the fifth member. That was hilarious. I love that scene so much. and that But that's me being the slice of life snob. Like I love the I love these scenes and especially with how Kyoto animation handles slice of life. Like Hioka is one of my favorite slice of life of all time. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Big fan of like the other um what else did they do? Chunibyo has some moments, even though I hate the show for the most part. It's how yeah. they handle how they handle these situations, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I, I personally liked Mirai and Akihito's romance. I thought that that was relatively believable. There were some issues I had with it, like her finding the glasses he bought her romantic to me that seems more creepy based off of how they made his personality oh and his locker filled of glasses at his house was fucking yeah weird. and his photo collections where he left reviews yeah, it, yeah it's not dissimilar to how btk just had a bunch of shoes in his house but um you know <laughs> that's are, are you leading are you leading in something about akihito maybe uh is he a serial killer i don't know i don't know does he does he <laughs> Maybe what felt like his career path was installing security for homes. Yes, I. And he, does he write bad poetry? He um, might. I, he, this is really weird. BTK lore. If you're not familiar, <laughs> um, I don't even know what BTK I is. So this is a serial killer from Kansas. By yeah. torture, kill was his <laughs> mo. Well, uh, to give a little bit like more a nice context guy. about this anime, by the way, the light novel for this did not even win the competition it was written for. There was no winner for the competition, so this and three other light novels were given a uh, honorable mention. The writer of the light novel made it clear he was not interested in continuing the series. In the same year, the anime was announced to be made. And, uh, let's see. And it didn't close any major plot thread in the light novel. So people at the time when this got announced were very weirded out by Kyoto Animation choosing this for their next project i guess it i guess it makes sense though that why it gets like an anime only ending then or, or whatever you know um, what i feel yeah. like why kyoto animation did it probably just because of the character design yeah because like looking because I, I forgot which scene it was where it's like it showed like almost like light novel drawings of the characters like i, I thought the character designs in the show were pretty nice so they were probably just like and we can the, the the plot doesn't matter. We got cute girls. They're, they're gonna watch this. Yeah, they are yeah. faithful to the design. Looking at it, um, it, it, I don't know. This whole this whole thing was apparently adapted quite poorly. Um, from some research Jay has been doing. 
Yet um, it still has a 7.75 on Mal. That is crazy. Anime watches, like, don't care. A, a waifu no, people, will carry a show score. People back then didn't care. Show score. I, uh, I'm surprised to still see it that high, though. Like, it's... I don't know, anything close to an 8 feels like it's usually, like, at least, like, somewhat good. Or, or not not somewhat good, I should say. Um, but I don't like Faithful to an adaptation, too. Like, the fact that it isn't Faithful to the light novel, that usually is a knock. That's a huge knock but to a lot like of anime that's no scored. One, like, no one cared about the light novel. Yeah, like, I, I think this is, like, yeah. you know, like, I don't think, like, uh, K-On! wasn't super popular of a manga, I don't think. It's a either. bad manga. Yeah. It's like, very bad. I'd have to be super boring. And now racist people love it. No, I'm just kidding. What? what? Oh, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. <laughs> oh. You know uh, I love K-On! Anyways, so. you, you know, okay. Have Who here has seen the movie She's All That? Yes. I have, yeah. Okay. Beyond the Boundary is Rachel Lee Cook. And Kyoto Animation is the starting varsity quarterback where they are given the task of making the ugly girl the pretty prom queen. And that that's what Beyond the Boundary is. They 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 just be like, we have enough talent that we can do anything we want. Let's mm -hmm. let, let's take this let's take this adaptation and put gla let's take the glasses off. Except so for this time we're we're putting yes, and then we'll play Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer, and then we'll have a cult classic. We'll have a rom com classic, and that's what they try to do with Beyond the Boundary. I just it's just not as good as She's All That personally. I guess for me, from everything that I have read, it sounds like the light novel is better. Um, because, like, I'm going to read what Jay typed. The anime makes him much goofier and greatly exaggerates his sister complex. Traits like him favoring novels about little sisters and having his own sister's ring voice as his ringtone are exclusive to the anime. So, like, I think that might be why Pat and I and everyone else except for maybe Pete and Johnny, um, found some of these scenes so jarring. And it was because it was they were just added in. Um, and so they don't fit. They're, they're just added in for comedic effect, I suppose. I, I think it's more along the lines of, I enjoyed the dialogue in the show a lot, but minus like the glasses and Siscon joke, but because they make that joke so much, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And I I really enjoyed like the ninety percent of what they talk about. It's just that the ten percent is just like so blatantly in your face. It's just like we get it. Like we understand that he's a siscon. You made the joke in every episode. You can because my biggest thing was like uh, Miles. We talked about this before, where I was like I didn't really mind the glasses thing. Like as somebody with a glasses fetish, it was um. I, I thought it was kind of funny, and I thought that they wouldn't play that joke up. This was, like, episode five at, at the time. I thought they would, like, move away from making those jokes, and they just never stopped making those jokes. And so, the like you said before, the comedy didn't hit for me, but I thought the dialogue in the show was actually, like, really good. I had a really fun time listening to 90% of what they were saying. I mean, I mostly agree with you, but at some point, it just wore me down. 100%, like I get it. You know, like, they never stop. The first couple episodes, I could handle it. I get it. It's an anime. Anime does weird things. I can I can deal with this. It never ends. In, in fact, it might even just get ramped up until, like, the last three episodes or so. Um, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like, in general, it's super melodramatic when you consider the fact that, okay... We see our guy go into his Yomu form, what, like, three, four times? And they always talk about how insane it is, and how, like, it's, a, like, a world-ending threat for him to do the- to go into this Yomu form. No characters are ever killed by him in his Yomu form. Uh, the most he ever does is, like, make a large hole in the ground, which, granted, was a very cool hole in the ground. The lead villain doesn't kill any of the main characters either. Literally, and I'm not saying that stakes are just, like, the stakes of a show are grounded in how many characters die in it or something like that, but I literally did not feel like anybody was ever in any danger in the show, especially when you consider, like, watching Mirai do the fighting the beyond the boundary uh, Yomu, 
and like she's just getting like thrown around like a fucking rag doll, taking literally zero damage, physical damage from it. Like everybody in the show just has infinite durability, so who cares? Like everybody in the show is invincible apparently, so who cares what go- what happens to them? Sorry, <laughs> the CinemaSins ding just had it, to come in. Yeah, unironically, like, though. Yeah, unironically, like, though. Yeah. Like, mm. multiple times, like, oh, this person's totally gonna die. Ding. Like, no. Most no, that ever no. happens is our hero gets, like, conked out after he freaking goes Yomu mode. Well, like, he well, just, he gets she, he knocks she, out for a bit. It's Yorman time. She does die. And then they're just like, <laughs> actually somehow she comes back oh, that's like that's literally they do that twice they do it they do like it twice, twice. Mm-hmm. well the like, first time like... they explain it, it the apparently second time she doesn't don't. have any memories now that's the sequel yep yeah. oh, se- oh okay yeah so they really and, are you know that kind of leads into movie. what i was gonna say guys you know I'm tired of re- of watching anime where a cute girl disappears and then comes back. We've done like three or four of them since I got here. I'm putting a moratorium on Bunny Girl, Senpai, Guilty Crown, uh, Beyond the Boundary type shit. Don't don't nominate that while I'm here. Do something better. <laughs> Ooh, we might. That Do we might need have... a hot boy to disappear at the end? That'd be better. I feel, like there was, I feel like there was one more that I'm missing out on that, by the way. It feels like four, but I could be wrong. But holy shit. Does anyone what? disappear in Sunny Boy? Or Razefon? Oh, she does! She does disappear at the end. Yeah. They did it, they did it well in Sunny Boy, though, because she doesn't fucking come back. Razefon. Yeah, Razefon. Yeah. yeah, that's so a, that's that's a boy disappearing. Yeah, that's... Oh, I forgot what happened in that show. Well, I, okay, I mean... He becomes the eternal hall monitor of time or some shit, basically, in Rose's oh, time. What a horrible fate. Yeah, yeah, I... Fate worse than death. Like, Pete, did you like the ending of this? Loved it. I, the, I thought the... I honestly... Wait, even the last bit? Yep, I, I thought the last three episodes were really good. I was... Okay. The, the no, last thing that happens in the show. Yeah. I liked the last three episodes until... Well, yes, because... um. I guess it, there there might be some more explanation to it, but like how the Beyond the Boundary created a essentially a dimension of a new world, so that they could fight Mirai, and then at the oh, at cool. the end, Beyond the Boundary didn't die; it was back into uh, Akihito's body, yes. and they, they kind of had a play like a play on that before with, um. Uh, Mirai's like blood being in Akihito, so it's like it's like a part of them, and like like not everything is lost if there's like a part of somebody in something, and that's kind of like the vibe I was getting with like I didn't feel like she, I didn't think that because beyond because if Beyond the Boundary like actually died, then I thought it would make sense that Mirai died, but because it didn't actually die, that it made sense that Mirai also wasn't dead. But shouldn't it be, she be, like, stuck in him in some way? Because she was stuck in the ring, because he grabbed the ring, so it's, like, a, the part of him, or whatever, the, like, how they're connected, whether it's, like, physical or through, like, a, a an item, like a ring, and then at the end you see the ring go away, and then it clicks to him that, like, he runs onto the roof, and that's kind of, like, the vibe I was getting. It's like, I mean, they, they fight in fucking dimensions. Like, it's not weird that somebody's not dead. Like, like it's, I don't know. I thought, it, like, it made sense with the context of the show. I guess. I mean, you don't have to agree. That's just how I view it. It's I, like, I don't. I don't think it made sense I at all. I am so, um, very lost. I don't well, think I they really set up the fact that, like, that could, I, I don't know. To me, it just didn't. I, th- I think it's open to interpretation, and that's how I interpret well, my interpretation it. is that it makes no sense. Yeah, that's fine. It's fair. Also, uh, why can Mirai's clothes just never get vaporized by her blood? <laughs> because then the show would not they, be rated T. They should make everybody. They should just make everybody armor made out of me, the same stuff Mirai's trans rights uniform is made out of. Yeah, that's mm. a good point because her blood just destroys whatever it touches, except for her clothes. Um, her skin, for that matter. Well, oh, her skin makes sense to me because it's it's like her. You know what I mean? That's like, just the Manson effect. Her, her, her blood's running. Yeah, it's just the Manson effect. Read worm. Um, <laughs> but like you know, I don't know. Her skin, if like if her, 
if the, if the blood destroyed her body, she would have died immediately because all of yeah, the blood. That was, that was, yeah. I was being a bit facetious, but still, like I, I, I don't know. I, I'm on Johnny's side and and Miles' side on this one, where I, I didn't, I, I don't know. Like again, I feel like maybe I was wrong to watch the first nine episodes, then take a twenty minute break, and then pick up the next three, but like I was so lost like 20 minutes in, like not even 20 minutes like 10 minutes into the 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 10th the episode when suddenly they're going beyond the boundary ding uh you know like what what is uh what where what, what happened why why is she dead but now alive like i i got the oh she's still she alive in this blood. universe or whatever she used all her blood okay i get that no well, no how so is her she dying alive but so then, how how was she alive? And I get like, oh, she's in another universe. She wasn't alive. She, was alive. she wasn't alive yeah. in that universe. She, that was just a basically a memory of her that yeah. was created by the Beyond the Boundary. Since it was basically Part everything that yeah, everything that was in the Beyond the Boundary was inside of Akihito as well, gotcha. including that echo of Mirai. Yeah. Okay. So then, when they kill that, they don't she... kill it. Uh, you, so about so this brings how, me but... to something about the movie. Did you guys want to ever see it explained why that happened? Because <laughs> it doesn't. Because it doesn't get explained in the movie at all. They don't go into it at all. Um. Yeah. I. I well. So like. I, I. I. I liked the bit at the end when they when they defeat Beyond the Boundary, where it like turns into him and he's like accepting his flaws and like realizing his use a person and stuff like i'm a sucker for that sort of thing so like i enjoyed that um and i thought it was sad when mirai was dying because we were told that she was already dead and this was just his like projection of her and so like he he kind of got to say what he wanted to say but there was like this doubt about is this just something he wished that happened or was this something that mirai would really do um, but then she just comes back to life. Um, so, so none of that mattered. Without glasses. But without glasses, she comes back to life. So that's the big thing. Yeah, which is a weird thing, because, like, if he was imagining her to come back, it was, like, his internal view of her that powered the reincarnation, surely she would come back as some sort of horrible glasses monster. Mm -hmm. Um... <laughs> like a biblically accurate angel with but glasses. made of glasses yes yeah. <laughs> where the glasses fold out as wings and the eyes have glasses on them <laughs> that's i understand um, yeah that's uh you know what god i guess like i would have expected that um you know jay jay was right where we don't get a lot of stuff answered in this they just sort of they lead, and if it makes sense if some dude wrote one light novel for a contest and then just, like, wanted there to be some hooks at the end of it um, for, like, a bigger world out there or whatever, but, like, who his father is isn't answered. We don't get a lot about the organization, um, which they kind of just call the organization. Um, the bad guy? Like, why is he bad? I don't think we get. Oh, apparently, he wants. Yomu. Apparently, he has a crush on Izumi and wants to obliterate the world so they can be together in per, in perpetuality. Cool. But that doesn't get explained. Also, in the it's show some some Gendo shit. It's some Neon Genesis stuff right there. Oh, I thought he was evil because like he took in that Yomu's power, but it was like influence and like he couldn't control the negative. Nah, he was evil before that. that. Oh, okay. Mm. Cool. Good. So he just felt like I mean, he's it, an inter apparently he's an interrogator for that organization. I, I don't know. Inter having interrogator as your job title is usually good people don't have that sort of thing. It's better than experience. inquisitor. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. True. <laughs> that's, that's what we got for that one. Um I thought right. the animation was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The show looks pretty. Um be honest soundtrack was nothing to write home about besides for the op and ed both of which were bobs yeah i really liked the ed well, he was okay i like the op better than the ed personally but i understand why people would one day me and jay will agree on whether the op or the ed is better but not today
We agree with Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, that's true. I mean, Lost in Paradise is the best that's, CD ever that's made. That's easy. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. But My- Miles, you did touch on it. I think that we should talk about, since it is Kyoto Animation, and they are known for being an S-tier like animation studio, that there were plenty of moments in the show that I thought, especially for the time being 2013, that were pretty breathtaking. Did you guys have like a particular moment where you're just like, damn, like this is like some this is some good shit? Dude, whenever they uh whenever Mirai was doing one of those cool sword slashes and it became a literal slideshow like four times throughout the series, that was great. That was fantastic. <laughs> the what the hell was that? I can't tell if he's being sarcastic or not, honestly. But uh no, I'm I'm being a hater, honestly. Like most of it looked good, but that just made me like I questioned it every time why they went into a literal slideshow when you're fucking Kyoto animation. <laughs> They in turn want to go get coffee or something. Yeah, some of the, I mean, some of the fights, like the the episode, like one or two, I don't remember, where like the chase scene where she like jumps up in the air and like does the front flip and the sword pops out of her hand while she's doing the front flip was like really sick. I think yeah. what I mainly learned from this is that I would love if Kyoto Annie did an idol anime. Um, <laughs> an idol anime? Not oh, like, like an a, actual idol. Yeah, not like a band, and like band people don't dance as much. Like you know, uh, even like you know, like Zombieland Saga still does like the CGI stuff. Like you want, Where I want someone. Uh, imagine a world where we got Oshinoko. That's what I was thinking. Oh my god! Oh my yes. god! Oh, no, <laughs> that would be so good. I would nut so uh, hard. Uh, whenever. Oh my Ayaka god! That done... one scene, um, with, uh, Kana. What's her name? Kana, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I want, I want to be your something, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, no spoilers, just a character has a good scene. Pat, you're good. You're good. <laughs> done. So, you're done. But re, yeah, re, uh, no, we didn't spoil anything. We just said a character had a good scene. That's all. Yeah, re uh, beyond the boundary. Anytime Ayaka, the nine-tailed fox lady, is doing her like thing with the seals, it always looks really cool. I think in that. Whenever they're fighting a main guy as the Yomun, it's like all the adults fighting him. I thought it was like pretty sick when they were trying to contain him. The barriers also, themselves were pretty cool too. Yeah, like, definitely agree. Like, they probably were probably a lot of CG, but like they looked pretty good. You know, like yeah. even being like the same pattern that. over and over again. Um, sorry, you were here to say something? No, go ahead. Uh, well, I I was gonna comment. Uh, Visually, I Pete mentioned it earlier that is it Hyoka? It, it looked it looked the character design to me like it's, it's identical. It's like it's, it's identical. identical. Like, is it not the Kyoto same? Kyoto recycles a lot of characters designs. I yeah. think. And like, if you ever watch Shibio, it's the same thing. Uh, I think like the blonde, uh, the main character from from this show looks a lot like the one blonde guy in Violet Evergarden. Sure. Yeah. The guy. Yeah. What's his name? Oh, I his Akito. name. But... Akito looks like uh, the well, he's the the, the press guy. The, yeah. the one that actually run, run yeah. the, the routes. Um, I just think Mitsuki or whatever the the sis, the little sister. Oh, she um, looks exactly the same as the girl from Shoka. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Johnny. There you go. Yeah, it looks identical to a lot of one of the main characters from Hyoka. and I was just like, I I thought that's where I thought Ooh. that the the sneer scene was from. You know, where she's like going like uh, recoiling, like cringing or whatever. I, I thought that that was a uh, a, a Hyoka scene originally. I didn't realize that was in this show. Uh, so when I saw it, I was just like, oh, that's cool. A little Easter egg. Um, uh, I don't know. Do we want to move on to best girl and stuff? Or or, or what do we, uh, and best boy, I guess. Well, there's only a couple guys. Oh, shit. I just realized there's like three guys in the show, isn't there? Um, yeah. Guess that's pretty. Isn't that normal for anime? I I don't know. Um, this didn't for feel anime like... like this. Honestly, the show has a relatively high concentration of men for the type of show that it is. For the type of show that it is, I guess <laughs> it is pretty normal for it to have a low number of males. But yeah, either way. So uh, I guess we can do best boy too. But so yeah, best boy and girl. Uh, what what have you got, Pete? Start with start with you. Uh man, this might be like a pretty vanilla answer, but uh, my best boy and best girl are the two main characters. I really enjoyed Mirai and Akihito. I like their relationship, their dynamic between the two. Minus I, minus Akihito's glasses thing, I thought that he was a pretty solid character. I like that. I I liked his like demeanor with the the Yomu, and then I enjoyed, especially I think it was episode eleven where we kind of got the Mirai backstory with um. 
Izumi and finding out more about like why she's there in the first place and that type of stuff because like it's addressed that like Mirai is like broken stuff like that and like how is she here and then we find out a little bit of the backstory behind her so yeah uh Mirai and Akihito I thought were really good main characters and they were my favorite fair enough all right uh Miles what about you yeah this is like a little tough for me um I think Akihito is my best boy. I think that they could have done the glasses thing better. Like, he could have just been like, I think you look cute in glasses, instead of being like, glasses make me so horny. Yeah. Um, you know, if you just like, God, if the characters of the show were like toned down somewhere between 70 and 97%, um, they would have been pretty great characters, in my opinion. Um, you know, there still be some like nonsense sort of junk that happens in the plot and everything, but um yeah i don't know i'm gonna give mitsuki my best uh girl because of a scene that essentially has no payoff and happened for no reason at the end of episode three or something akihito says that he can take on the other whatever that first yomu they fought was that was pretty strong um because he's immortal and then she like jumps up to his ear and like whispers to him are you sure about that and i thought that was pretty sinister and I was like, what's going to happen with this? Yeah. Like, what does she know? And like, like, I guess she kind of did know stuff, but he was immortal. He, he, he was definitely at that point in time. So like, I don't know. I really like that scene um, though. So I'm going to give it to her. Um, but Mirai's is pretty cool too. And um, I like, like he's me and stuff, whatever. How about um, the fact that Mitsuki like constant and constantly like fake flirts with Akihito yeah, that didn't go but, anywhere either. But literally, that stops after, like, the first, like, five episodes or something like that. Like, by the end of it, they yeah. forget. They just forget that they flirt. Because she's a G, and she realizes that Mirai likes him, and then she's like, all right, I'm gonna back off because I was just playing. She's a real one. Yeah, yeah they could talk about it. Um, yeah, they could, or she could, like, acknowledge that she... That's a conversation they could have instead of taking nude photos of each other. I don't know, yeah. man. Those nude photos... <laughs> Someone's gotta take those photos. There's only one. Um, um, all right, let's let's move on. Jay, what have you got? Best girl is gonna be Izumi for me because she's got that sick desktop setup with the two gigantic fish tanks suspended yeah. above <laughs> her desk. Um, and then best boy, I'm gonna give it to the villain because like you could write some weird. Uh, Fan fiction about him and his tentacle powers. Uh, hey, okay. Um, does it? Didn't that? Uh, or doesn't that scare you? Having like something like a fish tank suspended above you, above your desk, like any moment it could fall down and just ruin your whole like setup. Yeah, but see, she seems like she's got it under control. That's she fair. Might, she might have like a barrier or something that we can't see under like around it or some shit like that. She could probably just, honestly. She has the reaction time where she could probably. Just barrier catch it. it, yeah, yeah, or barrier it, yeah. Um, all right, fair enough. Uh, Johnny, what about you? All right, for me, best girl is also gonna go to Miski because I feel like she was like the only character in the show that had some level of like self awareness. Because you know, we talk about how like you know the two like male characters are just like absolute perverts. And at least she's like aware of it. She doesn't like really act on it. She kind of just like accepts it. But you know, it's still like nice to have self awareness. And for best boy, I don't know, they're all kind of mad. I'll go with the main character because he's, like, doesn't want to have sex with his sister, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a very high bar we're setting here, uh, Johnny. Uh, I'll agree with Johnny. Akihito was uh, the most interesting male character, at least that got explored. Again, maybe the villain could have been a lot of fun, but I feel like we didn't really explore his motivations that much at all. Like, no. No, we didn't. All right, good. All right. Again, there there are times where I wonder, did I miss things? Like, did I just miss it? But it's like, no, it just didn't happen. Okay, that makes me feel better about myself. They didn't explain um, it. Shit. Yeah, and then uh, Jay, uh, who's who's my best girl? What the punchy lady? What's her name? Nino. It, she's my number Nino? two. Yeah, she's my number two. Yeah, sure. Nino. Nino could get it. You know, like she, <laughs> yeah. she can, whenever she could kick my ass, and that's that's when pretty she hot. had the like. like victory on her face on that her was teeth. so funny oh like so that good. that outfit was so good and I, i'm just a sucker for a brawler type girl like yang has always been my favorite ruby girl so mm -hmm. that's right up there for me i 
wholeheartedly yeah. support you. Nino was great. And I thought, uh, and again, like, yeah, she's obviously just Misato bait where she's like, oh, haha, I'm always chasing men. I'm always drinking beer. But it's like, I don't know. I love a woman that can kick my ass and drink a beer with me, right? Like, she can call me anytime. There you go. Um, but all right, yeah, so that's uh, Best Boys and Best Girls uh, wrapped up by everybody. So why don't we get on to our closing thoughts? Who's your best boy, Pat? Sorry. Uh, I said main character. Main character. Just because, okay, gotcha, like, gotcha. I don't know. Again, the 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 Slim villain, villain could have, yeah, some pickings. And also the villain could have been cool, but we didn't explore him at all. So, like, how, how, do, we, how do we make him be cool? All right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Pete, why don't you start with your final uh, closing thoughts and your final score. So that way we can average this shit out and be ready to announce our next show minus the glasses and the sister thing the most part of the show i enjoyed i thought it was really easy to watch i had a really fun time listening to the dialogue mirai's sort of like uh quirkiness and antics that she does throughout the series was really fun to watch and that's kind of why like i resonated with her the fight scenes were fantastic especially the last one uh, with the fight with the boundary where they're like on the moped reminded me of some like fully cooly stuff that was really fun uh, overall, had a great time watching this show. I, I, I can see, I can see the critiques that you guys give it. I, I, I understand why somebody would hate this show, but I can also see. I think it's a lot like Bunny Girl Senpai, where like I can see why somebody would rate it a two, and I can see why somebody would rate it a ten. It's these. This is one of those shows. I'm gonna meet somewhere in the middle. I thought it was good. I had, I had a good time watching it. I'll probably watch the movie sometime in the future. I'm gonna give it a seven. Seven from Pete already. Miles, what about you? Okay, because I'm an easy man to please, Pete just made me realize a thing I liked about the show that will make me raise it one whole point. Oh, um, no. During that moped scene, they never take the opportunity to make an upskirt joke. And the amount of self-restraint that that must have taken the writers of this show is ungodly an unfathomable amount of self-restraint for these people because I thought it was coming the entire time and I was ready to jump out of a window, but it never did. It was just a cool show. Anyways, I'm going to give this a six. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I, I thought he would give it. I thought, I thought you were bumping up to a seven myself. No, 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 no. God damn. Really? Like that would no, make, wow. that would make this show on the same level as Violet Evergarden in his eyes. It honestly, I really wanted to, but I couldn't in good faith do it. If there was a yeah. way in good faith I could have given this a seven, I would have just for Pat, but I, I can't do it. What if I tell you in the movie there's a stargazing scene? Oh, seven. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Jay, what about you? Uh, so overall, I think that this movie is very vapid and shit. Not movie, sorry. Series is very vapid and shallow. It's kind of just waifu bait, and I think if Mirai didn't look the way she... Like, if she was just, like, some brown-haired, brown-eyed Japanese girl, then this whole fan base would just evaporate instantaneously. Um, I think that KyoAni was weird to produce this. They were lazy with it in several spots, and it shows. The dub of this is hot garbage, would never recommend it. And honestly, it's made me uh, not like Sentai Filmworks in general. I would never listen to one of their dubs after this and the Vinland Saga dub they did, which was also garbage. Um, nothing ever gets explained. The plot doesn't matter at all. But hey, you know, it was pretty to look at. I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> Love it. Well, that's painfully average, right? There, there you go. So I'll throw my five onto the scoreboard there, too. And Johnny, what do you got? All right, so uh, I think for me... The best way I can put this show is if a high school anime club decided to like put everything they wanted in a single anime, and this is basically what would happen. You know, if a bunch of rowdy kids decided to just add all these things, you know, add some supernatural plot, add some hot girls, add some weird stuff about their sisters. Hopefully, they're all only, hopefully they're all only childs, but you know. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the day, though, you know, as a recent high school graduate, I kind of relate to some of these things, unfortunately, but, you know. So, yeah, like I don't think it was part? that. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah, it's not God. <clears throat> Anyways. Anyways, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10 because I, I, I don't want to think about that. Johnny because, is know, giving it's... this a 10 because he loves sisters. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> it's the glasses. Get that right. Yeah, put it in with some cheese. Um, it's the glasses. Uh, yeah, seven out of ten. 
Okay, seven out of ten. And uh, yeah, I'm very in the similar boat to Jay, where I was disappointed uh, knowing that it was Annie Felt the definitely the least my least favorite Annie show I've seen, pretty much by far. Uh, and I was frustrated that even while watching like a dub. I was getting lost. You know, usually when you watch like something subbed, you could be like, oh, I missed a line of dialogue or I was too busy reading the dialogue to see something happening on screen. But when you're watching like a dub, you're like, you expect to understand it. And I, I the plot didn't really matter for what happened on screen in in in, in, in like the context of things. Because at the end of the day, everyone lived and yay, we're all happy. So I don't know. That frustrated the shit out of me when I was watching. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with a 6 out of 10, because even with it being Kyoani's worst work, it still looked pretty good at times, and then it also had uh, some pretty cool scenes and good music, too. So, I think overall, a 6 fits. Go ahead. I just want to say, uh, I'm sorry to listener and friend of the pod, Ramen, who really yes. enjoyed oh, this. Yes, oh no. <laughs> and I even added you whenever we were whenever we discover we're going to do this, because I remember you had told us to watch it. I still respect you as a person. Please don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. Well, no, this is, and that's the thing. We, the one of my, the favorite things, and the reason why Miles and I do this is because we like to talk about shows, right? We like to talk about shows together. And part of that is in our discord, we talk about the shows together. So I would love to hear Raman's perspective on, our takes tonight you know like what, yeah, what might do you change think? my opinion on yeah, like and that's why thoughts. that's why we encourage youtube comments that's why we encourage people to join the discord come talk to us even if it's uh leaving a re- if even if you leave us a shitty review because we told you violet evergarden isn't a 10 which only only is one of us um like you know like that's okay we want to hear your opinions we want to hear you guys talk so uh please join the discord uh sick plug pat here we go pat um and yeah, I think that that'll wrap up our discussion of Beyond the Boundary. That uh, average, uh, averaging our scores out, uh, we come to a total of a six point two flat, uh, which is about one and a half points, I think, lower. Yeah, yes. one and a half points lower than the Malice score, which is pretty far off from what we're where we we're usually within like a half to a point. So, pretty large difference. But uh, but yeah, so Miles, why don't we uh, discuss what we're watching for July twenty fifth? Yes. Um, in third place, we have Tower of God. In second place, we have Vivi. And we will be watching Review Starlight, Kageki Shoujo. Let's um, go, boys. So uh, I am excited for that. It's sort of That's going to be a pretty unique show for us, I think. I guess it's... Considering one of the main characters is a giraffe, it's going to be very interesting. Well, well I mean, what's context. interesting about this show is it's like a show that was critically loved, I think. Yep, it was. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, but it has a seven six on Mal. Like it is not. Very it's a shojo, so you have to like it's knock like, you're off. You're on ice. But, it's very yeah, low it's, on Mal, but actually like, won like twenty awards. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> It, uh, but, but you know what I mean like well, well, I don't is know, this one too is everything named Kageki Shoujo it's a joke I think I think he's making a Kageki Shoujo joke wait this is a different show this yes. isn't Kageki Shoujo this is Re- <laughs> Review Starlight uh, I, this is Review yeah. Starlight I'm not yeah. gonna lie I voted for it because I thought it was the other one we can, we can <laughs> watch that one too I will I will <laughs> oh, this idol? Nominate it. Oh, no 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 this is not I, I wouldn't really call this idol this is uh no it's stage stage performers it's yeah it's like Oh, who are the ones performing? They're girls. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, they're both they're both about opera girls, which is why Kageki Shoujo is in the names. Yeah. So gotcha. But uh, but uh, Johnny, don't expect it to be very like idolish. This is a very this is like again this is something that is like meant to be like critical, um, mm-hmm. and like Good make drama. you think, like a draw, make drama. you make you think. So I'm really excited for this because I remember this was like super highly praised in. 2018 by a bunch of the critics and the people watching it so uh this should be a really fun show to watch um but yeah so why don't we talk about what we're nominating now to view on august 8th gosh august we're already thinking about august out here 
Um, Three days after my birthday, by the way, boys. Yo, happy oh, birthday. There we go. So we are only nominating shows from Jay's watch list uh, <laughs> to celebrate his birthday. So, Pete, are you ready with a show from Jay's watch list? Yeah, Jay, I looked at your mal and you had Kiss Sis on your plan to watch, so I'm going to... <laughs> Uh, what do you mean? I've watched that and already read it. Oh, oh, sorry. That was the Kisses OVA. I see that you gave Kisses a 10. My apologies. I, I was looking eight. at the wrong I said one. Eight. I thought it needed more kiss. <laughs> Less sis. Uh, I hope you're an only child. He's not. I have a twin brother. <laughs> okay, I hope you don't have any female siblings. No, I don't. There we go. Oh, thank God. Uh, I am going to nominate the Madhouse movie. That is three movies in one, actually. Uh, it is called Memories. Oh, I had this on. I plan to nominate this at some point, too. There we go. All righty. Uh, so Memories, the first nomination of the day. Miles, what about you? Um... God, so I have I have two ideas in mind. One is I technically owe something to the devil, and so I think in theory, eventually, I'm morally obligated for reasons I won't go into to nominate Remo. Um, Wait, however, has the devil? No. Has it been rich enough to be the devil? But I could say fuck you, devil, and just nominate Kugeki Shoujo, which I would love to rewatch and talk about. Um, so I'm going to do that. Let's go! I'm just going to nominate Kageki Shoujo. Nice. Alrighty. Uh, Jay, what about you? Um, I am going to not... Damn. I don't... Nominate a Remo, you coward. <laughs> no, I don't... I'll Venmo you three about... cents. I don't know anything about... That's like... That's a lie, American. too. That's, that's also a lie. That's like... That's like five cents here in Canada. I also learned uh, that that's a lie because you don't have Venmo in Canada. I learned. So there yeah, you go. I, You're I, lying. Because I told you that, didn't I? No, I don't know. I, I learned it also. I'm by pretty sure to I told someone. you that. I, I tried to Venmo someone on my trip and I couldn't. And it was because I was in Canada. So there we go. Uh, either way, Jay, are you not being a Remo? No. <laughs> uh, do you need a minute the next, yes the you need a minute all right well it's okay yeah. we, we it's not like we do this every week anyways uh johnny what wow. about you no i won't <laughs> unfortunately not be nominating or email but you know i you know i feel like whenever i nominate something i want to watch nobody else wants it so i'm gonna like i'm gonna nominate a show that has two of the things i hate the most cgi and furries i'm just gonna nominate b stars such a good show such a great I mean, show i say that ironically but like, i i am actually kind of interested, season one so. is fantastic is that, is there really we go i'm gonna good, nominate B-Stars. actually yeah fair enough and uh jay everyone gets that bullshit when they forget to nominate something so don't worry you're not the only yeah. one who's gotten some yeah, stuff oh, from I me know. I, I know. um all right uh i was tempted to renominate Vivi because or 86 because they they have so many legacy points at this point but instead i'm gonna go with a movie that i forget who i was talking to about it recently but it piqued my interest and this is uh like vintage anime right here so i am i am very curious to see especially because it only has a 7.07 on mal um escaflown i'm not meaning escaflown and i am so so curious about this movie oh, you like, want to come over and watch that dvd with me because i have no. it <laughs> no thank you i'll watch it in the comfort of my own bed but uh but man escaflown seems so interesting to me uh and it's got cool cover art just like raze fawn and it's from the year 2000 uh and yeah studio bones cool stuff anime original god i am i am just so curious about it so yeah let's let's watch escaflown a girl in gaia I know what I got here now. Oh, Jay, yes. What have you got? I'm going two. to nominate the 2008 Madhouse film or Madhouse series, Kaiba. Ooh. Kaiba? Yeah. Kaiba. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't uh, that the name of the villain from SAO? The name uh, of the villain from Yu Gi Oh! The rival, oh. not the villain. The, He's the, the villain at the start, to be fair. Ooh, He's a deuteragonist. 
Yeah, yeah. The he he is a guy. He, he's, he's, a vil- so he's a villain in the same way like Sasuke becomes a villain at one point. So somewhat. Love I it. guess I don't know. Sasuke kind of kills people. So. Kaiba probably killed Kaiba somebody. Killed when he points the gun at those guys, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? He only points his fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He points his fingers at. Him. I don't know what you're talking about. I only watched the G Kids version. Kaiba, <laughs> the series Kaiba received an excellence prize for animation at the 2008 Japan Media Arts Festival. So, mm, well, I'm very curious about uh, to even see what the promo art is of it because I've never even heard of it. You know who but, created uh, Kaiba? The guy who runs Science Saru now. Yeah. It actually really shows in the art, too. Must be trippy as shit, then. Yeah, um, the art looks fucking weird, but, like, in a good way. Alrighty, well, those are our nominations, and, uh, Pete, why don't you close this out? Yes, and if you have made this far and you want to support the podcast, the best way to do so, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you want to join our Discord, links to the link tree below, as has all of our social media as well. Next week, we will be doing our first impressions on the currently airing summer seasonal, so... Get our first thoughts on that. Otherwise, if you are here for Watch Club in two weeks, we will see you for Review Starlight. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Peace.